to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is December 5th. This is episode 133. Welcome, my good friend Jay, for joining me today. Appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, man. Happy to be here. You know, and if, if you're wondering to yourself, you know, am I a black bear or am I a grizzly bear today? You know, I'd have to say I, I'm actually uh, chasing the, the big red, uh, the big red flag, man. I've got the horns on my head. I'm kind of kind of bullish a little bit here. So, we'll you know, see, that's, we'll, that's we'll see. Heck, yeah. You know, it's funny because I, I was thinking to myself uh, more of a blood bear. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's a good combination. You know, I could just I could just have, be a bear with horns on my head. You could be. You could just be the know. big, the big bloody red bear. It's like El Diablo, man. That's what I'll call it now. <laughs> Our bloody bastard. <laughs> Hell yeah! So yeah, we got Jay on the show today. Well, we're gonna let him go into some of his ideas, perspectives of the market. So thank you for joining us today, man. I'll be looking forward to that. As always, my friends, as per our Monday tradition, we're going to start by looking at our macros, see what's happened on the close yesterday and what we can kind of expect, how things are starting to look, and we'll go from there. So, Bitcoin, ETH, as of yesterday, what did we get? Well, wow, actually some particularly interesting information has come to light since we've had our close yesterday. What did we see? We did see higher low closings. We saw essentially hammer candle and or uh, doji closes on ETH and BTC, both suggesting that uh, the, you know, the price action is trying to turn around again, meaning we could be potentially seeing some sort of uh, triple TC invalidation, let's say in the next, I'd say two to three weeks. So right around the end of the year, Christmas area, maybe potentially waiting until January to see that, but very possible at this point. As we've been speaking about for the last couple of weeks, we were looking for this bullish divergence, uh, which is still in the works, but uh, working towards right now, we can see a green dots come up on this weekly uh, that we're on right now. We can see that Wolfpack, Moneyflow, and Market Liberator are all in the format of bullish divergence right now, as long as we don't turn ourselves back down on this macro, that's what we're looking for here. Some sort of bullish divergence to push us up back into short-term resistance. If we can pass, if we can push ourselves through that short-term resistance, that's around 19,000. As far as ETH goes, it's right around 14, five, uh, 1450. If we can push ourselves through those levels uh, and break these short-term resistances, we can retest back into previous targets that we've, spe- we've been speaking about, which feels like for months. Test into 25, and then hopefully into 28. Those are our two key levels in the midterm. Maybe essentially a little bit higher towards 30, but you know, take it one day at a time. East main key level right now is going to be between 1650 and 1800, just with the market structure line and the 618 of the weekly. If we can turn the market structure back bullish, if we can use this divergence with some energy and hopefully invalidate the TC that we got down as of two weeks ago, we may have some built up strength here. Everything is starting to and continuing to look. We're going to try and use this as some sort of bullish push. When we start 
breaking ourselves down into these shorter-term, mid-term macros. Three-day, again, just looking exactly like what we would expect. A couple more hidden bullish, normal bullish divergences showing up. Money flow almost back into the green, already confirmed green dots. And overall, this market right now, is other than the market structure, is looking in a bullish posture, bullish uh, structuring. The last thing we need is that market structure line to flip, which would come if we were to TC back up in these midterms uh, more than likely faster than we would see the weekly, right? We'd still be waiting a couple weeks for the weekly, but hopefully seeing the midterm macros give us a much earlier sign of what's going to happen here. When we start breaking ourselves down in towards the 16 hour and daily, as of today, things have started to kind of cool off. The DXY obviously was much lower this morning on open, and the S&P was much higher on open. So we've had a bit of a correction today. I still feel like we need another day, maybe upwards of four days of correction before things continue, if they're going to. The short term's definitely needed a break. We could start to see bearish divergence stacking up in our four hour, and I think as high as potentially eight hour, but very minimum, obviously within that eight hour, so more so into our four. You can see rejections, bearish divergence, money flow, dropping, all the stuff we'd want to see. What we're looking for here is just a continuation of rounding bottom, higher low overall, back towards the 382 at around 16,500. Uh, I believe. Jay was going to point out that that is a daily retest level, something or other in that fact. And Ethereum hopefully testing back in towards 1190 or 1200, I think is what we'd be shooting for here. Again, as long as we get a higher low overall, we continue to form out the rounded bottom. Bit of an inverted head and shoulders type of thing going on here. And then using that momentum, once we're all reset, of the midterms and the midterm macros to continue pushing ourselves higher. So as far as Bitcoin and ETH goes, that's kind of what we're looking at right now. Hopefully a little bit more correction over the next couple days. It's going to be a bit of a choppy back and forth. We might end up popping back up after close today, maybe getting some sort of converging wave to the downside, Let's say 17100, 17200, rejecting, taking that next step down, maybe in two steps, one step, two step sort of thing and then hopefully getting that higher low more than likely as things are setting up and then turning itself back up reset ready to go oscillators all good yada 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 now if we head over here to our dxy and our us tenure we can see that at the same time these are starting to kind of take a break from its massive push back up today about one percent on the dxy and as far as the U.S. 10-year goes, we're looking at here, well, we're looking at about a 0.1% back push up. So not crazy, crazy amounts of upside here. 1% on the Dixie just seems to be the new normal for some reason, which is just crazy in my mind. We do have some bullish four-hour divergence coming up on our Dixie as well as our U.S. 10-year. So correlating with that fact that in the midterm, we need to see some sort of maybe we push down a little bit too fast, a little bit too hard, come back up, hit resistance, potentially at around that 3.7%, maybe a little bit higher towards 3.85, something or other. Again, looking for that lower high 
to get correct, you know, continuation of the trend that we've been seeing, which is down. Overall, the macros still look very, very bearish. The money flow of both these charts hasn't even touched into the red yet. We're very much on our way there, though. Overall, that momentum of the macros is shifting back into the downside. Um, there could be some more fluctuation than I'm even expecting, just in how this works. You know, essentially some sort of squeeze back up quickly. I can see us going into the 108, upwards of 109 region one more time. Again, getting a lower high overall. And US 10 year doing the same thing back at 3.8, 3.9%. Lower high. Hopefully, continuation to the downside as long as the overall momentum, everything keeps shifting down. That's what we'd be looking for if we do get a midterm, short term pushback up. SP actually looking at potentially a retest of, of the resistance zone here of the bottom, depending on if we bounce tomorrow or not. We are going back into the red uh, money flow, but we're starting to see some signs of some hidden bullish divergence at this bottom, at this level here. And again, it would be a perfect retest of this zone being broken. This was broken with real volume, real momentum. So this could be an actual support zone for the S&P to get continuation, hopefully try and push us into this, you know, can keep us into this zone for a little bit longer. The longer we can stay up here at resistance at that 4,000 to 4,200 level, the better. It just shows weakness in the resistance and that there's a lot of buy pressure in this zone still. And that's kind of what we're looking for overall. If we do bounce up, we get a lower high and we push ourselves back through, I would be expecting us to retest into that 38.80 level uh, as per this support line that we have going on down here. Maybe even all the way back to the bottom of 3,800. A little less likely at this point, but still possible for sure. Yes, 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 yes. All right, I think I'm going to let Jay jump in here, give us his beautiful bearish opinions and whatever else is going on in his mind. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, hey, see, at this point, I do it for you and I do it for the fans. You know, I don't even want to be bearish, but I, I just know y'all love it so much. I can't help myself. <laughs> so um, a couple of things I want to point out. First thing first, when you were talking about the Dixie, is this one of the only times in life where we prefer a lower high? Because I've always heard having a higher high is always a good thing in life, right? Don't we Definitely. all just want to have a higher high? <laughs> but, you know, we're looking for that lower high with the Dixie, and I totally, I feel you there. And my, my thought process kind of correlates with a few things I'm going to point out um, mm -hmm. for, like, more of the macro. And uh, my thoughts is, I mean, you tackle TC so well that if I add more TC, it doesn't, I mean... Just gonna, I'm basically agreeing with you with everything, and I'm just going to add more confluence to these thoughts. Um, so in regards to that 16.6 uh, uh, area, that is literally a daily level that we held as support here. If you see my chart right now, I know for all of you listening on the podcast, uh, so sorry you can't see this, but it is a daily level all the way back from the 16th of November. You can see that we held it as support four days in a row before we crashed through and then turned it into a very obvious resistance right afterwards, right? So support resistance flip, we put in a higher low, right? With bullish divergence as well. And that pushed us above it. Now at this point, I'm wondering when we come back there, will we see the support we're looking for? 
Because if we do, then I can expect another higher low. And then, you know, bullish market structure is confirmed to me until we get to at least this wick high at about 18,150. I think that would be about our next target, um, just based on how hard we came down. And that, that would make a, it the new range high here. So like mm -hmm. 18,150 if we do hold this higher low. And then from there, I, I really see a little bit more um, action like right in the middle here. So if I were to go down to like the weekly time frame. Or whatever you can see, there was um some great support here at about nineteen five on the weekly, right? And it gave us a really nice strong bounce. Uh, actually, that that I mean, how big of a bounce is that? Just to give some reference, when we first came back down, we got a almost seventeen percent bounce off of that level on the week. So once we actually closed below it, we held it as resistance, tried to use it again as support, but now we just said Bitcoin said peace. So I think that would be my next target. Right. So 18, 150 or so, then about 19, 5, 19, 6. See what happens. Mm -hmm. um, and if we do get rejected or not, then do we form another higher low at about 18, you know, and just continue that trend we're working on? That's what I'm looking for um, in regards to the lower time frames. Uh, what I do want to point out is if we were to look at the uh, monthly time frame for Bitcoin, um, we have confirmed hidden bullish divergence on the rsi and we are lower on the rsi now than we have ever been mm -hmm. so like in the existence so there's hidden bullish divergence from like 20 dollars. i mean if that counts anymore i don't know but every time we're in this area yeah. you know it, this is where we start seeing real support and you can see we've confirmed hidden bullish divergence a couple different drives the first one just gave us the first lower high and then this one is connecting all the way from what about seven thousand dollars so that's pretty strong um now you know is the hidden going to continue us here or do we need to see more that's what i'm kind of watching for mm -hmm. but you know just knowing that we're kind of this deep in the in the doo-doo on the rsi you know we're near we're uh, underneath the midline i wonder if the monthly comes up to the midline and rejects it first Mm -hmm. And then kind of like puts in a higher low on the RSI as well, too. It'll be something to watch and just kind of keep track of. Oh, and one other thing I wanted to point out. Um, I've been studying stochastics quite a bit. And the um, we're in we're at like the zero point, pretty much the lowest it can go on the stochastic reading all the way since uh, what, February of this of this year. So 10 months we've mm -hmm. been riding this low. And if you look at previous time frames, I mean, it, we only hold on down there for so long, right? And Absolutely. right. So we're getting into that time frame where we've been that low on the stochastic for this long. I'm waiting for another crossover. Once we get another green arrow here, and we get another crossover. But I mean, that that gives me some sort of confirmation that, you know, we're really starting to see our lows or at least a nice rally in the future here. Um, and also, I wonder if we were to come back up into like the 38 reading or so, if we get rejected, we'll follow that in the future. These are all just predictions, man. Um, and uh, one other thing I wanted to point out is on the weekly time frame. So we did confirm multiple drives of bullish divergence on the weekly time frame as well. Um, mm -hmm. And we did cross over uh, on the weekly stochastic as well, too, with a really nice rejection of this low point. Uh, but I'd be curious if we kind of just mingle around here for a minute. I think it would make a lot of sense for that to happen, kind of like we usually do before we really turn around. You never see like a true like V. I mean, here's kind of an exception, right? Mm -hmm. But usually see a nice rounding effect. So like something like this, I kind of feel like I might kind of turn down and snake around it for a little bit 
And if we did that, that probably coincide with us coming up here at about 19 or so and kind of working around, working it and then move up. So all right. of that's kind of making some sense to me. And the fact that we have our first actual bullish divergence confirmation on the RSI um, on this whole way down, right? We haven't seen any of that. We've seen hidden bullish and we've seen <coughs> hidden bearish to continue these divergences. Yes. Yeah, yes, so we're actually, getting, we're actually getting some good bullish divergence forming. So I, I think the light is, is in sight. It's mm-hmm. just how long, but I mean, it's already been over a year in this downtrend. So it just to give some perspective, you know, it's like, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on what I'm putting out there? Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I definitely think that, you know, as far as stochastics and everything goes, it can continue to ride around at the zero here, but as long as momentum overall continues to shift back up, maybe we do have one more quick hard drive to the downside. That's still a, you know, a, a possibility in 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 for us here but i think that at this point in time there's almost too many people expecting it wanting to buy that cheap cheap bitcoin baby you know and uh i i'm kind of sticking to my guns here i really think that we're right there at the edge of of what's going to be the bottom it doesn't mean that we're not going to retest it again and maybe twice three four times whatever yeah. You know, as as you said, like some sort of midterm macro push to the upside. You know, we we go to whatever, 25, 28. We come all the way back to 16. 50% mm-hmm. crash from 28. Push and them then, all out. Right, right. The, the fake rally, the 12K run down to four again, and then off to the races. It's the, yep. same, it's the same thing we've seen again and again and again. We haven't mm-hmm. seen this massive blood in the streets capitulation yet right but i just i think that it's been so long of straight downside you know i think that there really is more potential for a correction quote unquote to the upside first as a you know i feel like i've been talking about this for forever we we talk about it all the time, right? But it, it's nice that we keep getting more confluence as time passes. Yes. So our the same kind of feeling we've had for a while. It's just exactly when you know, and we've been expecting a push, but obviously it's gone a little lower than we initially talked about. But we always knew it could do this. So you just Definitely. prepare for it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I did just want to point out one more thing that I just remembered. So on yes. the RSI, we have I think we formed a descending wedge. Ooh. A wedgie. Um, yes. Yeah. So you see this wedge. We got bullish divergence out of the wedge, right? Yes. Um, and we did run into the signal line here. We held it as support on the way up, right? And now mm-hmm. we're below it, retesting the top of the wedge. And now we're running back into the signal. So my thought process here is if we have so much, um, like on the downside, it's just an obvious downtrend, right? Like I don't see it just all of a sudden going like this. Mm-hmm. I see it maybe going like this. And then touching it again and then putting in a higher low here Mm -hmm. with divergence, maybe not that low, but you know, you get the idea and then start like maybe there's maybe there's one last little wick down, but it just forms another bullish divergence. Mm -hmm. More sideways chop than anything overall until we have continuation of higher lows and and maybe momentum on our side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that, too. Very agreeable to what you're saying. Also, Very nice. when you said uh, theory earlier, 
I like I couldn't get it out of my mind, but I was like, and that's just a theory, a Bitcoin theory <laughs> <laughs> or a crypto theory. Yeah, hey, I like that. That should be in every session now. Oh, we can't steal that thing. We'll get you know, we'll get oh, in yeah. trouble. No, we'll get in I'm, trouble. Let's come up with something equally amazing, huh? <laughs> Love it. Oh, absolutely. That's about all I got for you, though, man. I, I pretty much everything you said in your um, you know, dialogue at the beginning was good. You know, I'm, I'm on it, you know, and I'm looking for the same stuff. So let's see if we get 16.6 or so. See if we get that push down. Look for some hidden bullish, regular bullish divergence on the shorter time frames. Right. Get that looping back Hell up yeah. and then continue to another higher high. And let's see if we can make this happen. Definitely. I'm surprised you didn't bring up your uh, USDTD dominance chart. I was thinking about it for a little bit because it's uh, it's kind of funny how well it actually kind of played out here. Um, but like where we rejected from, let mm-hmm. me see here on the uh, four hour. You can you can see on the four hour we had our range high. Let me get all this out of here. There we go. So we had our range high wick on the on the four hour here on the 9th of November, and then we tried it four more times. Right. And then that was the rejection spot. And since then, we're actually riding or we're running back into previous support now flipping resistance. I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious if we if we continue up from here, maybe put in another lower high, maybe up a little higher on like 8.4. I think that's possible, you know, and see if we can conti- see if, you know, USDT really continues up um, or if this is just the start of a fall down to about 7.6. 7.6, you say. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. it's a major fib level, and we actually had a lot of action all the way in September, uh, mm-hmm. in October. There, there it was resistance for weeks, and then we held it as support for weeks, dipped below it, and then just went blazing above it. Yeah. So, do we come back to there again? Maybe. Yes, I see what you're saying for sure. I mean, it's got a bit of there's you know some flag shenanigans in there in this current what's going on. Yeah, I kind of wonder if we hold this and then what would happen to Bitcoin price if it gives it another leg up. That That's one thing I have been wondering about. I don't know. Right. Definitely. Definitely open for possibility here. Need to be aware of what's going on with that. Yeah, we're getting bearish divergence on like the week. Their five day time frame has confirmed bearish divergence mm-hmm. um, and the, uh, the stochastics are pointed down. Uh, still in the upper zone. So that has a long way to go if it's going to come down to zero or the, you know, the bottom of the stochastic read. Like, that's a right. long distance. And we're actually below the signal line uh, again on the RSI as well, too. So kind of ugly. Um, even the weekly has confirmed bearish divergence with the stochastics headed downwards. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, how far down is it going to go? I don't mm-hmm. know. I mean, uh, you, we could see 6.7 or so again and see if see what happens if we retest that low. I'd be curious. See, I'm, I'm also thinking that there's possibility for a rising wedge in the price action that I'm looking at on your chart right now. Mm-hmm. Or that I weekly, see it too. Right? right. We've been squeezing here since uh, what looks like May. Yeah, exactly. So it's either that or even to the top. Yeah, something like that, potentially. I see it, though. I see what you're saying. The the low, the highs are obviously not as impressive over time, right? It's a nice, right. it's an obvious rounding effect. We uh, retested the highs at 9.37, you know, week after week. We did close higher, which is great, but we never really truly closed over that wick. So, And I would say that if this, if this pattern is confirmed, 
I would say that I don't think we're going to stop at 6.6. 6.6 would probably be the first stop, then retest of that resistance, what was support now resistance, mm-hmm. and probably heading for 4.2 or maybe even as low as, as 4% again, which is a mm-hmm. massive, massive correction from here, obviously. 50% oh, dominance yeah. coming back in. Yeah. Right. Real that, dumpy. That, it would be huge. Yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm seeing around like five, five and a half. But even if that, you know, as as a start for sure, I could see that. Uh-huh. But I wonder. Uh, so it's it's fun predicting, right? So five and a, five, five point five. Let's just say it goes there. So what is Bitcoin price doing then? Bitcoin price. I don't know. That's probably pushing twenty five k. Right. That'd be, pretty, it, that'd be pretty wild. Yeah. It all. It's it's a weird thing, right? Because it depends on the circulation, how much, you know, uh, is out there at the time. At the same time, because it's eight percent of the of of the circulating supply, right? Not of the total supply. Right, right. So you have to take all that into account. Yada yada yada. There's a lot of math involved when you're trying to figure out these things. But why do hey why do math when you could just have the triple confirmation bot trade for you? I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's probably the smartest idea anyone could possibly have. Brother. You know? We're over here doing it the hard way. Easiest solution to all of your problems. Just just turn on the bot. Easy don't job, even man. don't even have to turn it on. Just put mm-hmm. money in. Done. Mm-hmm. It even gives you a massage and everything while it makes money for you. <laughs> okay, okay. Can't hey, make too many promises. Outlandish false promises. Uh, <laughs> Over promise, under deliver. That's what I was always taught. <laughs> Salesman at heart. Yes, I love it. Yes, but Jay is correct, my friends. If you are a first-time listener, if you guys haven't checked out TripleConfirmation.com yet, what are you doing with your life? Head over there. Check it out. Use the alpha version of the trading bot. It is free to do so at this current time. And, uh, yeah, you will not regret it, my friends and family. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I don't think there's really too... Too, too, too much more to cover here. Nope. Um, we uh, gave be you all for me, man. Heck yeah. Ah, gold. Yes, gold quickly. Same thing as Bitcoin. Bearish divergence going on in our midterm short terms. Probably coming back down to retest. Potentially overall higher low, 1700, 1690. Um, but as we know, the overall macro trend turning up, already TC'd up on weekly, two week. Everything's looking very good here, obviously, other than the market structure. Yes, gold. <laughs> yes, uh, it, yeah, overall looking very good in this region. Massive macro indicators turning themselves around. Uh, I would be keeping my eye on this bad boy. So just something to keep in mind. But again, you know, correlating with Bitcoin and the rest of the stock market as well. Just some interesting, interesting tidbits for my friends here. P.O., do you have anything that, yeah, you want to talk about this USDC stuff or anything quickly before we end off? I can agree with Jay for once. Um, I think just statistically we're at mean reversion point, you know? Things Mm -hmm. are down. You know, they've had a chance to go down further. You know, flip a coin. I think prices are going to go higher in in the short to medium term. Um, how it reflects out in the Dixie uh, the ECB announced that they're going to be raising rates by half a percent 
which I think will play with the Fed as well as a factor with the Fed. I think they'll go for half a percent also, um, which will be good for good for stock market and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like how many punches in the head does Bitcoin have to take? You know, um, I think I'm seeing online for sure. You know, non crypto people kind of ask what crypto is not at 2k, 3k all this FTX stuff you know it's just so remarkably strong it's just I think that is is really bullish for you know upward price action again the short and medium term yeah um, so yeah you know I think I think it might be a couple of trades in there between now and um second week of January I you know wouldn't be like anything long term um but yeah for sure I think the picture is kind of good for now um until Christmas at least. And kind of coming back to, you know, mentioning gold and obviously Bitcoin in the context of it being digital gold. Yeah, like it, it's a bet on debt, right? You know, or a bet against debt. So it's, if you can kind of correlate the constraint as well uh, and along with gold. Yeah. I think, um, I think we've been talking with this long enough. I just wanted to play out so we can start looking at what's <laughs> next after that. You know, it's just like, God almighty, it's been like, sure, we've been talking with this for eight months, guys. You know, something in that sense for sure. Now, are you not worried? I know there's a lot of talk from a lot of people saying that every time that the Fed has pivoted, that's that's always brought on, you know, the real quote unquote recession. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I think the worst is so late to come, personally. I, I, I think, you know, Peter Mark's been very unrealistic about keeping prices as high as they are as we're heading into a recession, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not in the middle of it, we're heading into it. And you're seeing demand destruction effects take place. Now you're seeing, thankfully, look, we're starting to see inflation I saw some figures in the US for the sticky parts of inflation that is going to rent and pay or shelter order and um, and pay rises, starting to taper off as well. Um, so they're kind of slaying that beast, but at the same time, there's going to be an economic slowdown. Um, it's not really playing through yet in terms of foreclosures and liquidations and bankruptcies and stuff like that. So uh-huh. I, I think that's what's going to happen is the market is going to continue to misread the Fed until it realizes that you shouldn't be paying like 20, you should be pricing some stocks for sure on like 25, 25% earnings, you know, or 25 multiples of earnings. Uh-huh. Like the last couple of years were crazy. It needs to wash through, in other words. So no, good, good point. Point. Like, point. Sum up that, I think probably a quicker answer would have been, um, I think pivot is when they actually start kind of easing and they start lowering rates. Right. That is a couple of chapters away through the book, you know. You need to get there first before they turn around. Definitely. And I definitely think that Bitcoin at this point and maybe even the stock market maybe went a little oversold from the initial issue and that's why we get this correction quote-unquote back up before things do actually fall off the cliff yeah Um, just just so it doesn't seem as bad essentially right like if we if we pivot from 30k instead of now 
you know, it's not going to be a 10K Bitcoin. It's just going to be a 16K Bitcoin again, potentially. A hundred percent. Like, I'd, if anyone can nerd away and find these, I'd love to know what open interest looks like across different markets. Because wouldn't Max Payne be up? You know, like, I think a lot of people took late shorts, you know, or they're maybe trying to catch shorts at this level. Like, there are more bears than bulls right now. That's why. Yes. Jay's comments today. I'm like, what, what, what? Pay attention. <laughs> well, think about it. Like the, 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 you know, the, the spots that you have the least amount of orders are always the least amount of time spent uh, in these areas. Right. And I definitely agree. Like we haven't really seen a huge momentum flipped yet of this region. Um, and Bitcoin, you know, this is the first time we've been at 16 K in almost what, two years. If that, like, yeah, we spent a couple, you know, a couple weeks here, but we're not, you know, it's not been months. I don't really think that there's, yeah, a, a huge amount of orders set already. I think that there's support below us. I think 90% of people are going to miss the mark on this. If this is going to flip in this area, there's just, it, you know, it's, I don't know. You got to remember that most traders. In. Sorry? Yeah. They're going to run in the door at a 20K retest. You know, if that happens. Right. You know, if Bitcoin breaks 20K and retests, then you'll see everyone who's missed this move. Mm-hmm. That's what I predict. If the macro condition still allows that, I think that would be 20K is so psychological. See, but I think they're going to, the whales are going to use that to their advantage. I would say 22 mm-hmm. is a much more important level than 20. 20 mentally, right? It's going to break 20. Everyone's going to freak out. All of the retail is going to jump back in the pool, and then it's going to go up to twenty-two and reject. And they're going to be like, "What's going? What happened? What's going on?" And it comes back to nineteen or whatever, and then everyone craps their pants and closes orders, and then it and then it pushes through for real. I think that's a very real possibility if if we're going to continue and push through that region. But I don't think twenty k is the magic zone. Like I said, for me. It just looks like 22. 22 has much more concentrated uh, support from previous and now concentrated resistance. You know, 20, like 20 is the mental level for sure. But they always tend to use that, you know, to their advantage. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It's only a 2K. It's only 10% more, you know? I'm saying, you know, if, um, again, as we were discussing last week, I think the switch. Genesis and Barry would just get their SA20 together and, you know, find a buyer or find a liquidity provider or write down and somehow survive mm-hmm. or another liquidation, like liquidation cascade event. And I think crypto will be all right. And I think we've possibly, other than Tether, but we don't, we just won't talk with that, right? Um, oh, I, yeah. You know, like, hopefully that could be it for now. I think we're going to be all right regardless. The fact that, you know, uh, Samwise Gamgee and his crazy goblin girlfriend are still walking around free people, still testifying soon in front of Congress, you know, I I don't know, but I think that there's way more to this story than anyone's giving you credit for. And there's, there's, you know, if it turns out that this was a whole big conspiracy thing, crypto is going to blow the F up. I'm telling you right now, right? Like if this was all an inside job, this was the plan of WEF 
whatever. I know I'm sounding like kind of like a nut right now, but if you look at the connection ties behind Alameda, the connection ties to the to the political party people, blah 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 blah, whatever. You know, it just the way it happened, the way that they're jumping on regulating it now because of this. But like, oh, you know, Sam was best friends with these people and this and that. Like I said, it just it's too coincidental to be a coincidence, you know? <laughs> or to not be a coincidence, sorry, brother. So it's I don't so, know, man. I don't think you're being a conspiratorial at all. Like I I'm very cynical about conspiracy theories. Like as in I'll debate anyone all day long while Graham Hancock is 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 just incredibly wrong. Ah. But when it comes to this FTX thing, I saw a couple of I was on a different podcast, you know, it was up only and they're discussing the amount of people in crypto who builders and whatnot who've like just suspiciously died in the last two years. <laughs> and it was just a really long list. And it was like, yeah, this guy like drowned in his bath, this guy fell out of his balcony, just and they're all like founders or they were you know, involved in projects or they, you know, they used to work for exchanges and it's very, it's just very strange what's happening right now, especially with FDX. And yeah, like, are you kind of thinking, Hey, like they love the casino so much. They're not going to get rid of us. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I did, this could have been the excuse to, uh, light the fuse of regulation. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they had the back, they had the, you know, their hands in their pockets the whole time. The regulators mm-hmm. loved Sam. That's how it started. Like, it was a tweet. I don't know. I think it was been set up for a long time, but it was um, Sam was going to talk to Congress and he was, it was actually really annoying the community in that he was advocating for like regulation of crypto in a way that was just like, it just, it just was really bad for crypto, but good for him. Yes. Um, and he was representing everybody. And I think like um, Binance dude was like, hey, why can't I come along? And he referred to him as some sort of tweet. And that was apparently a trigger moment where it was like implying because CZ is Chinese, like he's not even allowed in Washington, you know? And then that's when Binance were like, okay, we pull the pit in this ground, you know? Yeah. Because they saw, and they got, they saw the support from the crypto community as well going, WTF, like this guy cannot be leading the community engagement with the authorities on formulation of regulations. So CZ felt he had permission from the which he I, I felt he did right. And mm. and started pulling it down. And now it's in the zone of like all these people are bought and paid for. <laughs> and this dude is walking around in his girlfriends in New York. Manhattan. Yeah. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, how does she get on and off an airplane if they're international criminals and they stole all this money? And like, what the hell, dude? I don't Early know. There's, give me the a... rest of the next day. Oh, was, my like, God. Reviled, man. Bernie Adolf was like hit with eggs and rotten fruit. And like, I'm not saying he shouldn't or shouldn't have. And they're saying like, this is. I know, bro. I don't know. Like I said, it's it's too scandalous, and there's too many puff pieces coming out from the New York Post and like uh, everything. It's just it doesn't make any sense. Again, what her dad, all the yeah. shit. We well, let's hold on. Let's uh, let's cut it off there. Yeah, we're going off there, man. It's, Carl, <laughs> it's a, a rabbit hole. Carl, Carl Sagan called this. What did he call it again? He called it. It was like a mind trippy to phrase for it. And I can't yeah. find it. 
Look, we'll we'll let other people dig the holes, yes. man. I'd I'd rather just observe and and put out my ideas from the whole thing. Because, like I said, there's too many, you know, too many roots of uh, of connection going on there, and too many things just don't make any sense with it. But we'll uh, we'll let other people poke the bear. I would rather <laughs> sit and watch the show with my popcorn and uh, take the ride. But with that being said, my friends, we, as always, we appreciate the heck out of you guys for taking the time to listen to our crazy shenanigans. Hopefully you guys got something good out of this and you're paying attention for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we do have Christmas coming up very, very soon, three weeks from now. Uh, hopefully you guys are spending time with family, loved ones. Make sure, as always, again, you check out TripleConfirmation.com. Tell your friends, tell your families that the, in this holiday season, the best gift of giving is triple confirmation. <laughs> and with that, again, enjoy the rest of your day, my friends. Take care. Uh, bye-bye.